This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the February 10th, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. I'm lazy. I still have not done my State of the Union review, probably this weekend. Quick hitters. The State Department is warning Americans, yeah, I mean people from the United States, not to travel to six out of 32 Mexican states because of our cartel activities. They say the cartels have infiltrated the resorts where in the past vacationers were safe. LeBron James breaks the all-time NBA scoring record. He may also be top 10 in the all-time whining category. Investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch said he was told that the Nord Stream 2 pipeline was blown up by United States naval divers and that the order came from Joe Biden. We said this was false. I'm going with our guys on this one. Germany, which is sending a number of Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine, announced they are sending older Leopard 1 tanks as well. Russia is stepping up attacks on Ukraine and targeting electric infrastructure. Ukraine says they were able to destroy most of the cruise missiles that Russia fired. How will the balloon flap end with China? Probably a game of did to, did not. We will say no meteorological instruments, just cameras and devices to capture communications. Spying things. They will say we are lying. But they probably won't, there probably won't be any more balloons for a while. Best I can describe, ChatGPT is a glorified search engine that instead of providing links, uses AI intelligence to create paragraphs of information on a subject. Some in the right-wing media say it is biased against conservatives. I asked a listener to do a test for me with a number of questions designed to highlight bias. The results in my mind did not suggest bias. The count is 21,000 dead so far from the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Moving on. I rise today to defend Jonathan Turley. In a recent congressional hearing, he was asked, quote, have you ever worked for the federal government, end quote. He said yes. My sense is he said yes because he worked for the federal government as an intern and then as a lawyer has often represented the government. That would be working for the government, not an employee of the government. The Democratic congressman, quote, reclaimed his time, end quote, to prevent Turley from detailing the work. An MSNBC host scoffed at the idea that Mr. Turley worked for the government and Mr. Turley uh, said he was accused of quote, inflating my resume, end quote. Turley was asked a non-specific question and he correctly answered it. Why can't we just argue issues? I know little about Belarus, the Russian ally of sorts in the war against Ukraine, but I do note that Poland and Belarus are getting pissy with each other. We all want the Ukraine war to fade, but I'm worried it will grow. I'm guessing Poland could kick the hell out of Belarus in a fight, but Belarus may not know that. If they did scuffle, Putin might have to try to help Belarus, and now there's a shooting war with a NATO country in Russia. Also, rumor has it that Putin has designs on Moldova, which is a landlocked country surrounded by Romania and Ukraine. Republican Congressman George Santos is vilified by most and criticized by many Republicans for his habit of, shall we politely say, stretching the truth. Brett Hume tweeted the mistake Santos made was telling his lies all at once rather than stretching them out over many years like Joe Biden did. 
Currently, Republicans, I believe, have 220 seats, Democrats 212 seats, and one seat is vacant. Hypothetically assume Democrats get that one seat, and due to resignations or death, that four other seats flip, putting Republicans at 218 and Democrats at 217. Would Democrats welcome a party switch by George Santos to give Democrats control of the House of Representatives? Well, yeah. Sununu from New Hampshire, Nikki Haley from one of the Carolinas, DeSantis from Florida, and Pompeo from Kansas are all toying with running for the Republican nomination for president. While more will enter the race, what a star-studded cast already. Really, a number of great options. Trump does not need to run, though he has already thrown his hat in the ring. I'd like that group, other than Trump, to draw straws. Winner runs and the others help the winner. Because if we have too many good people running with Trump in the mix, Trump may very well win the nomination. The New York Post has the linked article by Stephen Nelson titled Saudis Increase U.S. Citizens' Tweet Sentence to 19 Years in Middle Finger to Biden. A lot to unpack. As I understand it, the U.S. citizen was born a Saudi and became a naturalized U.S. citizen. He had been living in the United States since the 70s and in late 2021 returned to Saudi Arabia to sell property. He was arrested for what the article calls, quote, a dozen tweets mildly critical of the Saudi government, end quote. I could not find examples of the tweets, nor if the tweets were sent before he returned to Saudi Arabia or while he was in Saudi Arabia. I'm guessing both, though I'm not sure it matters. His original sentence was for 16 years, but we asked for the sentence to be reconsidered, and the appellate process increased the sentence to 19 years for tweeting. Speaking of tweeting, Scotland is woke. So woke, I might think twice about traveling there, because after a couple of drinks, I might blurt out that I think J.K. Rowling is right that only women menstruate. I believe that could get me in trouble with the authorities for hate speech because in Scotland, hate speech is illegal and the bar for what they consider hate speech seems to be quite low. A lady was charged with a crime for what seemed to be some pretty mild tweets on the trans issue. But even Scotland is pausing. Biologically born male prisoners were allowed to be housed in women's women prisons if they said they were trans females. But when a biologically born male who was convicted two times for raping women said he was a trans female, the Scottish authorities said maybe he should not be housed in a women's prison. Good for them. And hey, who could have seen that wrinkle coming? Speaking of woke, why do companies go woke? Nicholas Foss and Peter Klein addressed that question in the link paper titled, Why Do Companies Go Woke? They start by saying, Quote, there is little evidence of systematic support for woke ideas among executives and the population at large, and going woke does not appear to improve company performance, end quote. They suggest that, quote, going woke is an emergent strategy that is largely shaped by middle managers rather than owners, top managers, or employees. We build on theories from agency theory, institutional theory, and intra-organizational ecology 
to argue that wokeness arises from middle managers and support personnel using their delegated responsibility and specialist status to engage in woke internal advocacy, which may increase their influence and job security, end quote. Let's emphasize that last part, which may increase their influence and job security. The authors talk about woke capitalism, quote, for example, in July 2020, nearly a thousand companies, including Verizon, Coca-Cola, Unilever, Lego, Microsoft, CVS, Target, and Chipotle, pulled their ads from Facebook to protest the social network's refusal to remove a post by then-President Donald Trump. Facebook said the post, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, did not violate its community guidelines, end quote. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Ban that or we will boycott you. Jeez. The authors say it is about power. Quote, middle managers may push woke agendas that increase their authority or span of control. That's from Pfeiffer and Fong, 2005. For example, by positioning DEI initiatives as natural HR functions that are essential to managing a division or a function, end quote. Too much to quote, but they say woke is based on gender theory, CRT, and intersectionality theory that are related to Marxism. But let's quote this, quote, The main tenet of this movement is the primacy of subjective, lived experiences over logical argument and data, a stance ultimately rooted in the epistemological position that all knowledge is positional, i.e. truth claims are assessed relative to the power and social position of the person making the claim, end quote. Woke sees most, quote, social relations in terms of victim-oppressor dynamic, end quote. So if an employee is not doing his job, are we supposed to view him as a victim rather than lazy? My takeaways. One, Often there are reasons these things start, sometimes good reasons. Women and minorities were underrepresented. Gays were not treated fairly. We could go on. But once a move too, but once a movement gets going, it has inertia and can go too far. It has. Three. There is money to be made off woke, not for companies, but for woke specialists or to or for super HR departments that can now rule the roost that will hurt the company and owners. Four, time for strong leaders to call bullshit. Praise Martin Luther King and play the speech about content of character and not color of skin. State that will be the company's philosophy going forward. Tell employees to get to work. Individual behavior matters and keep your politics and biases at home. Thanks for listening to Views and the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.